How many times have you ever had one of these thoughts? I don't know what to say. Or I wish I would have said. I've certainly had those thoughts. How many times do we search for the right words or stories and they're just not available to us in our brains when we need them or we worry that we said the wrong thing? The right words for ourselves and for others in and around our businesses make a big difference to our growth. Today in a solo episode, I'll tell you what science and experience offer when it comes to your business message for growth here on the Manage Your Message podcast. Welcome to the Manage Your Message podcast, where professionals come for ideas and inspiration to grow. By talking about their businesses more effectively and getting lots of other people to do the same. Here is your host, consultant, professional speaker, and author, Jim Carr. Come on in and welcome to the Manage Your Message podcast. I'm Jim Carr. It's wonderful to have you here, whether this is your first time in or you're a long-time message manager listener. If you've been listening for a while, then you know that I typically bring you in on a conversation with an expert guest or entrepreneur or business leader. But this is a solo episode, the second in a series of four. This mini-series, I guess, has major takeaways from my new book, plus ideas on practical steps you can use to put those ideas into action and grow your business. Now, you might be a solo professional or a small business owner. You might be the director of an association or not-for-profit or a leader in a big organization. In any case, the everyday conversations in and around your business matter a lot. For many of us, it's the key to growing business especially if you don't want to fundamentally turn your business model on its head. Now, in the last episode, I discussed the first chapter of the book. Today, we're going to dive into the first major section, which includes three chapters, chapters two, three, four, and it's called A Message for Growth. Now, words have business value, like actual dollar value. In the book, I show how using one phrase versus another would, for example, equate to an $8,100 difference in the sales price of an average home in the U.S. When I was a guest of Douglas Burdett on his podcast, the Marketing Book Podcast is one of the top sales and marketing podcasts in the U.S. During that episode, Douglas was kind enough to share a personal note. I took some notes from that. Here's the gist of what he said. For months, he had been trying to sell one of his motorcycles. And he read some of the concepts in my book and changed the copy in the motorcycle ad that was running on, he was using Cycle Trader, Facebook, Craigslist. He said, I changed that copy on a Thursday and on Saturday, a buyer showed up with a cashier's check. And Douglas had heard from four or five other people who wanted to come by and check it out. So all of us in our home lives, professional lives, the intersection of those. haven't yet met a professional or executive who hasn't at some point wondered about or actively struggled with the right message. The irony I find is that it's often the people who know the most and who have the most they could potentially say who get tripped up on the message. I have. I even share some anecdotes to that effect in the book. So we break it down in the book into three components for using the message about your business as a growth engine, the message, the messengers, and management habits to 
hold it all together and bring some consistency into your everyday processes. So I find that managing the message involves not just the message itself, but also being intentional about the people you want to share that message and the habits that will keep the message fresh and relevant. Now, most of the time, professionals and businesses want to start with the message. That makes sense. It's the thing that you can change first, and it's the basis on equipping messengers and setting habits anyway. So what have we come to know about the characteristics of an effective business message? Listen, there's no shortage of advice and rules and all of that out there. Maybe it's best to begin by clearing out a little bit. I talk in the book about what an everyday message for your business is not. So one of the things it's not is your vision or mission statement. Now, before anyone gets upset, I'm not saying that your vision or your mission statement doesn't have any value or that it's not well intended and that it doesn't serve purposes, especially on the inside of the organization. But if it comes to the things that employees, customers, friends are saying regularly in their everyday conversations, chances are your mission or vision statement doesn't set you apart. As part of my research for the book, I looked through something called the mission statement book. Yes, there is such a thing. And it found in a review of several hundred mission statements of big organizations that generally those mission statements tend to have the same sets of words in them. Everyone talks about their community engagement and their commitment to the environment and employees and communities and stakeholders and all of that. Doesn't mean, again, that that isn't true. It's just not distinctive. If the very language of your mission statement is a commodity, well, isn't that message, the real message, supposed to set you apart and keep you from being perceived as a commodity of being like everyone else? That's a self-inflicted issue. There's also a message problem that just kind of happens unless you're proactive. The problem is that companies within a given industry over time start sounding the same. They tend to use a lot of acronyms and lingo. And the reason for that is professionals within an industry tend to come from similar backgrounds. Maybe they had a lot of the same majors back in college. They go to the same conferences, read a lot of the same publications and blogs, listen to the same podcast. You get the picture. It's comfortable. And hey, I like being comfortable, don't you? My late father had a favorite lazy boy recliner that he had positioned perfectly for comfort. It was in front of the air conditioner with the best direct sight line to the TV. It was impressive. But when it comes to business growth, comfort holds us back. If you're just part of the mix, if you're not distinctive, then growth is difficult. And that can show up in several different metrics. I've seen low win rates for deals, low levels of customer loyalty, low margins, and on and on. The very words we use to talk about the business can either be a growth engine or a growth inhibitor. There's one more not that your everyday business message is not. It's not an elevator pitch. Not really. Now, again, that doesn't mean that having an elevator pitch has no value. In many ways, it can, especially for startups or fast-growing businesses. You do need to have some brief conversational language so people can get a handle on what your new idea or your new product or solution is all about. Of course, 
But the very nature of an elevator pitch is that it's not a conversation. It's brief. It's a monologue designed to hopefully gain some interest and lead to some questions that you can follow up on. It's one scenario for your message and one that's not that common. So what do we say? Well, every situation, of course, is a little bit different. When I work with clients on their messaging, we get the specifics, the details. And by the way, we include a diversity of people inside and outside of the organization so we can capture different words and stories. For some broad guidelines, here you go. Some words work better than others, and we have years and years of data to guide us. In the book, I make a comparison. First, there was a study... Oh, about 40 years ago, when most advertising was in newspapers, magazines, print ads, and there was an extensive study of the most common occurrences of words in print advertisements. This was in both the US and the UK over a period of years. The most common words that came out had to do with things that seemed newsy, so things that were new. They used the word you or your or yours. Talked about more. We compared that to a more recent examination of Facebook ads here closer to the present day. And the most successful Facebook ads tended to have the word, you guessed it, you prominent in the ad. The other words that stood out in those Facebook ads were new and more. So if we're thinking about the sets of words that are most likely to get attention and to get people honed in on you. Well, then let's start with you, new, and more. There are a few other words that I put into the list in the book. Here's one. Because. Because appeals to our logical selves. By the way, the word so is used a lot these days, sometimes even in beginning a thought or a sentence. Because. I've heard some other people use the word therefore, but because is a great one because it leads us to think about logical relationships between the words we say and the benefits that we offer. Another word that I found to be effective is options. Buyers like options. They don't want too many of them. Typically, we find that the ideal number of options to present is three, but options rather than a one-size-fits-all approach tends to be very effective. Another word I like is recommend. You want to set yourself up as an expert, as a source of advice, then making a strong recommendation based upon both your expertise, but what you understand about that buyer or that prospect is very powerful. One other word that I included in the list was the word imagine. And I know some psychologists, some sales gurus, and some marketing creatives through the years have recommended the word imagine, I wasn't so sure for a while. I thought it was a little, I don't know, contrived perhaps. You know, imagine this great world where my product, my solution is going to solve all of your problems. But I came to find out and realize in research for the book that using our imagination does actually affect what we subsequently see or here, we actually affect our brains when we actively use our imagination. So consider me a convert. The word imagine is one that definitely might want to consider for the message of your business. There are some words that I 
recommend you avoid. One of the words that I recommend you avoid for selling is sell. People don't like to be sold to. Similarly, the word buy. People actually don't like parting with their hard-earned money. They tend to like the experience of using the product service experience rather than the act of paying for it. Contract. Sounds very legal, doesn't it? People begin to think of the downside of where they are going to sign their names. I prefer the word agreement, if you can use that one instead of contract, and the word cheap. Yes, there are some examples of, say, websites like cheap seats, cheap tickets. And that's one of those where it's a commodity. People know what they're getting and they like the idea that they're getting a deal. But for most things, and probably for what you offer, you're not selling being the cheapest. So let's avoid that kind of language. There's another piece here where the message that you have, the words that you choose, the conversations that you have are really important. It ties into a goal that I hear a lot. People will say, we want to be trusted or want to be seen as a trusted advisor, trustworthy. What I found is a useful shorthand for thinking about trustworthiness is that it's a combination of two factors, expertise and empathy. The expertise is the stuff that's more objective. It's easier to get across in a website or a listing. It's your diploma, your certifications, your years of working at your job, the list of clients or customers that you've had, that sort of thing. Empathy is more difficult. It's no less important. And you need conversations in order to gain the level of understanding that you can use to demonstrate your empathy. You might say, all right, Jim, I get it, that the message, the words and phrases that we use can make a big dollar difference. There are some words that have been proven to be more effective than others, that there's some that will explicitly hold us back. And having the right words, getting into the right conversations is necessary for us to be able to demonstrate empathy, which in turn is necessary for us to show our trustworthiness. So we get it, but how should I actually clean up and optimize the message for my business? Well, at the end of each of the chapters in my book, I have what I call message manager moments. These are exercises that you or you with a team, team members, can go through to customize, to tailor all of this and apply it to the specifics of what's driving your business. So here are those three message manager moments that talk about ways that you can apply your growth message. So first, I would recommend that you Take a fresh look at your website, videos, LinkedIn profile, all the areas that have the actual words you're using, the words your competitors are using as well, and then make a comparison to what they're saying and also to what you're saying compared to the list of words that tend to be more or less effective. Making sure you're not getting too comfortable in industry lingo, in acronyms, or talking about yourself too much. A second area you could use to help with the message cleanup is to identify your ideal or best fit customers. Consider their pressures, their language, their frustrations. And that'll lead you to some questions you could ask and insights that you could share that will create the right conversational environment so that you can gain understanding and demonstrate your empathy. 
A third area for planning an application is to plan for a few common conversational scenarios. Won't be that often you're going to be giving an elevator pitch, but there are likely some common conversations, selling conversations, talking to people in the community. Maybe you have a solution or a product that needs to be delivered, maintained, renewed. Natural points along the way where you would like yourself and for a broad number of people in your company to be able to ask the right questions, share the right stories, and say the right things. By doing that, you'll build everyone's confidence, you'll build their fluidity, and you won't be at a loss the next time you're trying to think of the right thing to say. That's a quick run through the first section of the book. Next episode, I'll talk about messengers. Those are the actual people who can share that great message you have, what it takes to identify them, to equip, and to encourage them. Now, a quick note, chapter one of the book, which, by the way, is titled The Science of Customer Connections, Manage Your Message to Grow Your Business. Chapter one and the introduction are both available for free at my website, jimcard.com slash books. And the full deal, all the chapters, is available wherever and however you prefer to buy and consume books. So there is a paperback version, a Kindle electronic version, and also an audiobook that I read. So whether you want to go on Amazon, Indie Books, barnesandnoble.com or Barnes and Noble locations, the audio version is available through Audible, Apple. Thanks for your support of the Manage Your Message podcast. I would welcome a connection with you on LinkedIn. And I'm happy to talk with you about bringing this message of growth to your conference, association meeting, leadership retreat, any other gathering where growth is at the top of the agenda. You can email me directly at jim at jimcar.com. My direct number is also on the website. Again, jimcar.com, K-A-R-R-H. It would be my pleasure to speak with you at your earliest convenience. Until next time, message managers, thanks for joining the conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Manage Your Message podcast with Jim Carr. You'll find show notes and other resources at managermessagepodcast.com and jimcar.com. Please help us serve you and other message managers by subscribing to, rating, and reviewing this podcast. And connect with Jim on LinkedIn and on Twitter at Jim Carr. Until next time, we hope your business message is shared well and often.